Welcome to the Virgin Diabetic Podcast. My name is Denise Panzers, diabetes and holistic lifestyle coach. Type 2 diabetes is a disease that plagues over 115 million in the U.S. and hundreds of millions worldwide. I was one of those unlucky people to be diagnosed with type 2 diabetes and prescribed medication with four daily insulin shots. I was devastated. I realized, contrary to what everyone told me, I could reverse my diabetes, and my happy day was when I eliminated all medication and insulin and regained my health. Join me on this journey to learn and gain insight on reversing the effects of your diabetes. Thanks for joining me today, everyone. You know, usually I pre-plan everything I want to talk about to give you the best possible information. But this week, I really just had to put some of my pre-planned topics aside and talk about one of the issues that, ooh, just grabs me the wrong way. And that's about some of the drugs that we give folks. And some of this could be whether you're diabetic or not. So maybe something in this episode you definitely want to share with others, even if they're not diabetic. Now, one of them uh, we're going to talk about today is a very common drug that really can just worsen your digestive issues. And for people that don't have diabetes or they're on the cusp of glucose is starting to increase, we can actually increase the risk of getting diabetes. So tell me, who really wants to do that? One of the drugs that I'm actually going to first talk about is something that ends up replacing the use of Tums and Rolaids. So you start getting a little bit of that acid reflux, and you kind of want to take care of that. So we run to the drugstore, pick up the Tums, pick up the Rolaids. And I have to tell you, years ago before I was diagnosed, I would go to Sam's Club and buy the industrial size container of Tums. And I was popping them like candy. Do you think at that point in time in my life, I really thought that I should figure out what was really going on? But no, life gets way too busy and we just don't know what to do or we just don't want to take the time to figure it out. And when you just need to pop a Tums and it seems to help, you're like, okay, that's working. That's good enough. That's all I need to do. Unfortunately for so many people, this actually tends to worsen instead of getting better. Now, when it starts to worsen, physicians a lot of times will put you on a medication that's called a proton pump inhibitor. And at first, it does start to relieve symptoms, and it seems like this is a good choice. So this is a type of a medication that is for constant acid reflux, which is referred to as GERD, gastroesophageal reflux disease, It's also used for peptic ulcer disease and non-ulcer indigestion. So if you have any of those, physicians may put you on that. But over the last several decades, I have to tell you, this type of drug is the most widely prescribed across the U.S. And what I want you to question today, if you take this or you know someone who takes this medication, ask is this really needed and is it worth taking? And I hope after today's episode, you're going to think a little bit differently. Now, these can be things that could be from over-the-counter to prescription. So Prilosec, Nexium, Prevacid, 
Acepex, Protonix. You may know them as Omeprazole, Esomeprazole, Lansoprazole. So these are other terms that you may hear in these drugs. But let's first talk about how they work. They are designed to reduce stomach acid, which we believe should reduce that acid reflux into the esophagus. And that is the end result of hopefully relieving your heartburn symptoms. Now, that sounds pretty easy, right? And if a drug can do that, hey, why not use that drug? Well, right now in studies, it appears that in short-term use, it really may not be a huge issue. There has been um, some observational studies that were done, and the risk of developing diabetes increases by 5%. If you use one of these drugs, the Prilosec, Nexium, Prevacid, for up to two years, so you can increase. So if you already have diabetes that runs in your family, you're already struggling, it could be more than 5% at that point in time. But what happens for folks when they're on these drugs for more than two years, now your increase jumps up by 26% of becoming diabetic. Now, if you stop that medication, it appears that it's likely to reduce your risks of getting diabetes, but we need to know this for sure, right? And here's another thing I want you to think about if you're taking one of these drugs, long-term use of these proton pump inhibitors, or they're also referred to as PPIs. They're also associated with vitamin B12 and zinc deficiency. So what's happening now, we're amidst COVID, and zinc is one of those minerals that actually helps us, for many of us, to stave off the effects of COVID. Vitamin B12, a lot of folks are already deficient in B12, especially if you are diabetic. And then add to that, for people that are taking metformin, this is also known to inhibit that absorption of your vitamin B12. So what if you're on metformin and you're taking one of these drugs? What are we doing internally to our system? And we wonder why we don't get healthier when we're taking all of these drugs. So I really want you to think about now you've got the combination of drugs, which is very, very popular, and how we increase the probability of these absorption issues for needed vitamins and minerals. Now, long-term use of these proton pump inhibitors, we're also talking about a 40% higher risk of magnesium deficiency. You know, we're hitting vitamins and minerals we need for our metabolism, and this drug is causing some metabolic issues, which is what diabetes is. There's a bit of that tie-in for you. Now, again, if you stop using these medications, it appears that your levels may come back to a normal range again. They'll get normalized. But people take a break and then they go right back on these drugs. Well, guess what? We're starting this whole thing all over again. And not only those vitamins and minerals, but long-term use or even people that are on these high dosages, you now are at risk for a 41% reduction in absorbing calcium. And what does that mean for us folks, especially as we're aging, right? We're going to increase those fractures to our hips, our spine, wrists, and the people that were on omeprazole. There was a study done in 2016 and 2017 out of Brazil, over 70% progression of chronic kidney disease 
from people that were using omeprazole. They were long-term or high-dose users or both. Put that in line with someone who already has diabetes, we know that kidney issues can become a problem. So couple the effects of all of this together. What are we doing to our health? And we wonder why that we keep getting more and more medications added on. And I'll tell you, if you're a metformin user and you start having chronic kidney issues, metformin is not your friend. Your doctor more than likely should be taking you off of that medication. So all of this is going on in our digestive tract, right? We think we're fixing a problem, but let's just talk about the importance of the digestive tract as well. So hopefully you get a broader understanding of why I'm a little upset today about all the folks, the millions of people that take this type of a medication. Your digestive tract is where your vitamins and minerals are absorbed. And the stomach acid is actually designed to break down food into nutrients. So that gets delivered through our system, right? It's a balancing act, just like everything else in our metabolism. So the food we eat, what we drink, it's a direct impact on our digestive health. So when our digestive health kind of goes awry, you can get stomach pains, bloating, IBS, fatigue, difficulty losing weight. Are any of these sounding familiar to you? And it can also be a driving issue for joint pain, headaches, migraines, and I haven't even touched on everything. But these are some very common issues that people suffer from, but we never think about the root cause. Now, why do we want to lower the amount of stomach acid? And I'll tell you a reason why you do not want to. Stomach acid is needed to be able to stop bacterias from growing, these unwanted bacterias. They kill them. They stop them from growing. And they also will halt viruses because that's an acidic area. And it's very difficult for things like that to live in these acidic areas. So the stomach acid actually has a job to do besides breaking down food. So when we really reduce that, stomach acid from these proton pump inhibitors, you now get an, a risk for intestinal infections, community-acquired pneumonias, and guess what? Even dementia, because you don't have the ability to efficiently break down food, right? We need these vitamins and minerals to be able to give the nutrients throughout our body. So if you're someone who suffers from heartburn, is medication your only option? And I have to tell you, you know, digestive issues are so commonplace today for both. As I mentioned earlier, people with and without diabetes. There is also, while I'm thinking about it, diabetic gastroparesis. And that's a condition that can develop where you have chronically high glucose levels that damage blood vessels that are supplying blood to the nerves and the organs, right? With the nutrients we need, the oxygen that we need. And in this case, if that is your issue, these proton pump inhibitors probably are not your best choice. So before that prescription is given you, and if you're a, an, a very uncontrolled diabetic, you're hitting a lot of these high glucose levels, this is a discussion I want you to have with your physician first. Because understanding the cause of heartburn or GERD 
can really help determine the right medication if you need medication. But what if food elimination could be your healthiest option? Would you consider working on that instead of taking all the medication? So food is the issue. Food has been an issue and a contributor to chronic disease for an awful long time. And drugs to fix the problem are your Band-Aid. And let me tell you, I had a lot of digestive issues for years and really didn't give it a second thought other than taking Tums. But that was not the answer. That was only, only a red flag that there is something else going on that we need to look into. So adding this very common drug, which when you think everybody's on it, it should be okay, is proving that it's not so okay. And you are exacerbating some other health issues. So we can look at the digestive tract, figure out the foods that you should not be eating. And I bet you, if you just take out your pen and paper now, Write down the top five foods that you think are actually bothering you and giving you heartburn. What if you just took those out of your diet? Do you love those foods so much that you would rather take medication and feel miserable and maybe cause some other health issues? Is it really worth it? Personally, I found out it wasn't worth it, that it was much more valuable to me to feel feel better, and feel healthy than it was to go on to life and be upset because I can't eat fried chicken anymore. So sometimes we have to pick our battles, but having good health, don't let your health deteriorate. I just think there's so many other ways that we can deal with the root cause of your issues. So get that pen and paper out. I want you to write down the five top foods. Now, if you need to call me and book an appointment and talk to me about it, you know, go do that. I'm happy to chat with you about it. I talk to people all the time about this. This should not be a barrier to better health for you. And I don't want to see any more people getting pushed into diabetes than we already have. There is no reason for it. Just because the physician says this should help you, do your due diligence. Go and Google about proton pump inhibitors or PPIs. Go Google it. See what those side effects are. You're going to find some of the same information I shared with you today, and I bet you you're going to find a lot more information that you did not know. But yes, we can actually improve the digestive tract. So Think about that more natural option of doing it just so you could feel better and not create any more issues. Who wouldn't want to do that? So that's one of the drugs today that I wanted to talk about that is very common. And one of the other drugs I wanted to add to today's discussion that really just got in my craw is a discussion I have with a diabetic who originally was put on a drug called phentermine. You can look this up. It's P-H-E-N-T-E-R-M-I-N-E. And he was put on phentermine to basically speed up his metabolism. And what you need to understand, the response I got from this person during our consultation was, well, the doctor put me on it. The doctor tracked me. We did blood tests. We did this. We did that. 
My question to you, before anyone puts you on a drug to speed up your metabolism, even if it's for 30 days, does it mean it's the right thing to do for you? So what does fentermine do to the body? Now, most people, all they understand is that it speeds up your metabolism. But let's take it down another layer because most folks will not go and learn before they take a drug. So this particular drug will stimulate the central nervous system, which in turn increases your heart and your blood pressure, and it will then decrease your appetite. So did you hear that? It will increase your heart rate and your blood pressure, and then it decreases your appetite. Now, this is used in conjunction when you go on a diet. Typically, it'll be something used for people that are obese. And interestingly enough, it can also be used in people that already have high blood pressure, have high cholesterol, are diabetic. Well, if you're taking a drug that can increase your heart rate and your blood pressure, why would you take it if you already have high blood pressure. So go even to the Mayo Clinic, look up fentramine, and they will tell you this is an amphetamine-like prescription used to suppress the appetite because it can help induce weight loss and make you feel full longer. So this particular person that I had a consultation with lost over 30-some pounds. That was great. He was excited, as anyone would be. And he also watched his diet. And he actually did start to lower his A1C because of the weight loss. But then what happened when the doctor took him off of the fentermine? About half that weight came back up. He kind of changed what he was eating again. He went back to the old lifestyle. And now the glucose levels are erratic. The fasting glucose is high. Not to mention that, unfortunately, had a few other health issues going on. So when I really just shared my concern with the fact that giving a drug to lose weight to someone who has diabetes can cause some other issues, the response was, well, my doctor was making sure that he was overseeing the whole thing and I was getting tested and checked regularly. Does that always make it better? Now, we have a lot of weight loss businesses that are out there. I am not a fan for that type of care when it comes to weight loss needed, whether it's in general or especially for diabetes. Most diabetics have high cholesterol. They have high blood pressure to begin with. I would never want to add to the risk of increasing those health issues. So then in between, this person was working on fasting. Skip the most important meal of the day because everybody's out and about on fasting. And don't get me wrong, I'm okay with doing intermittent fasting. But when you don't have an idea of what is happening to your health while you're losing this weight very rapidly, lost it very rapidly in a couple of months, we are forgetting about other things. So we now have drug-induced weight loss, which yes, did start to lower the glucose levels, but it was a very short term. It was only for a few months that this worked. Now we have rapid weight loss. We are not teaching someone that when you are going to lose a lot of weight in a short period of time, we lose a lot of muscle mass. We lose it anyway because we age. We should be also directing folks to doing weight 
bearing exercises. We do not want to lose our weight so fast that the rest of the metabolism is not catching up appropriately. And we do not want to lose that muscle mass because guess what? Improving insulin resistance, we rely on muscle and fat cells. We rely on that to get into a healthier mode. But when you lose all that muscle mass, we are now going to create another problem. Do you see why I'm a little upset today with how we're using drugs to fast track something that took years to develop? There is no magic bullet. And when you do get that magic bullet, what I always hear is, well, it worked for the first few months. I was great. I want to get back to that. But in the end, guess what? It only worked for a few months. It didn't give you a lifetime of healthy living. It created this short curve of this euphoria that you are so happy. And when that euphoria ended, you were just as lost as you were prior to taking the medication. This is where we need to get a better handle on stepping away from these magic bullets And getting down and understanding that we have a little bit of work to do. We're responsible for our health. So we do have steps that we have to take. We should be setting up goals. The goal, do you wake up with a goal every morning to say, hey, I'm going to take a weight loss drug to lose the weight, only to gain half or more of it back in three to four months? That is not taking care of our health. That's just looking for an easy way out. I'm not here to tell you that it's easy every day. I am here to tell you that once you get through the process of restoring your health naturally, it is so much easier that it becomes second nature because you've built certain things into your lifestyle that are going to keep you healthy. I don't want to see anyone make their diabetes worse. I don't want to see anyone taking drugs that can really push you more into diabetes. And if you never, ever fix your digestive health, well, I'm here to tell you it is harder to fix the diabetes. We need to have as healthy of a metabolism as possible. So think about what you're using for these magic bullets to fix your digestive tract. And I'll tell you, when it comes to your digestive tract, your problem may not be that we need to lower stomach acid. You may not have enough hydrochloric acid in your stomach. And therefore, you are getting acid reflux. So some of these proton pump inhibitors could be making things worse rather than making them better because we're treating you for the wrong thing. And weight loss drugs, they're working also in the digestive tract to help you feel full. Well, guess what? We can help you feel full with the right food, and you don't have to fake your system with drugs. So why not eat the food that can make you feel full, which can still give you that weight loss, that will still improve your digestive tract by figuring out the foods that really work for you rather than against you. So, you know, I talk about a little bit about this in my book, The Virgin Diabetic. 
and how I went through eating Tums like candy. It was one of my issues. So my story's out there for you folks. I don't want you to go through what I went through. I want you to learn to heal, and we can do that naturally. So if you're taking any of those drugs, go look it up online and see really some of the side effects. In fact, I'll tell you even one of them on the fentermine. It makes you irritable. You have difficulty sleeping. It can cause dizziness, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, or constipation. Well, heck, you could do that all on a bad diet. Why do you need medication to make you feel that way? Where getting the right foods into your diet can actually correct those issues. We just need to work through and figure out what those foods are for you as an individual and not think about giving you drugs for a population that has digestive issues or wants weight loss. You don't need to go down that path. It's not the healthy path. So I implore you, think about what you're taking. Please share this episode, even if folks are not diabetic, if they're using any of these drugs, they don't necessarily have to use these drugs. So thank you today for sitting in with me and listening to me. I was so moved by the last couple of folks I've had in consultations with these particular topics on these very common drugs. And I really just want us to start slowing down as a society saying we don't need to go that route. We really don't need to. Your health is too important to throw it away thinking that these drugs are going to fix you. So thanks again for listening. Go do your research. And I wish you the best of health. Thank you for joining me today. New episodes are released on the first and third Wednesday each month. For more information or a free consultation, visit reversemydiabetes.net. Follow me on Instagram, The Virgin Diabetic, and on Facebook, Reverse My Diabetes. I wish you the best of health.